0: Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday January the 20th. This week team 2 are bringing you the news. This is Kevin and the other readers are Jenny and Jane. Your editor this week is John. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Birkhamstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers on the local code 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headlines are bus firm fined over cleaner's death, Hart's Pothole robot faces its first road test, and a rare friend script sold at Hart's Auction. These and other stories now follow. Here is the news. Okay the main headline story this week is a national transport company Arriva has been fined for its role in the death of a cleaner who was killed by a reversing bus at its Hemel Hempstead depot. An investigation by the health and safety executive revealed that the fatality could have been avoided if safety protocols had been implemented properly. Albin Tresner from Tottenham was working at Cordiant Cleaning Limited when he was hit by a bus that was being driven by a colleague on the 5th of November 2019. The 25 year old had been working in the area when the vehicle was reversing out of the washdown area. He sustained fatal injuries. The HSE found that Arriva, which runs the depot, failed to properly assess the risk of vehicle-pedestrian conflict and that Cordon Cleaning Limited, subsequently known as CLC Realizations Limited, failed to implement a suitable system of work to protect staff. CLC Realizations Limited of Wellington Street Leeds a company now in administration, was found guilty of breaching section 2.1 of the Health and Safety at Work Act and fined a nominal £1,000. Arriva Kent Thameside Limited at Doxford International Business Park, Sunderland, pleaded guilty to breaching section 3.1 of the Health and Safety at Work Act 1974 and was fined £32,000 and ordered to pay costs of £22,392. In a statement read at St Albans Magistrates Court, Albans' sister Albina said, how his death had been devastating for their family. When we received the news Albina died, we were left devastated and our whole world came crashing down around us, she said. He was a brother and son to be proud of. HSC Inspector Roxanne Barker said, The tragic incident led to the the avoidable death of a much loved young man. There was a failure to undertake safety measures to segregate vehicles and pedestrians. They also failed to properly consider who was responsible for determining and implementing suitable measures to ensure safe working practices when contracting out some of the activities performed within a shared space.
1: Autonomous robot. An autonomous robot developed in partnership with Hertfordshire County Council is set for its first test outside of a lab environment on the roads of Hertfordshire. Using imaging technology, tech company Robotise 3D, Liverpool University Academics and Highways Engineers have developed the Autonomous Road Repair System, known as ARRES. The robot identifies and characterises cracks and potholes in the road using artificial intelligence. It then automatically fills the cracks to keep out surface water. The brand new technology could revolutionise the way Hertfordshire and the rest of the world deal with potholes and issues with road surfaces in the future. The majority of funding for the project has come from Innovate UK, but other investors have also been involved. The robot's still in its pilot phase and has been tested in a lab environment extensively, but it is due to hit the roads of Hertfordshire early this year for a real-life road repair on a residential street. It is the first of its kind in the world and has been in development since 2020. Councillor Phil Bibby, Council Highways member, said we're thrilled to be at the coalface of this exciting new technology, working with world-class tech inventors and engineers in a national agency. As we continue to face another cold winter, we know we're likely to see an increase in potholes forming as the road surface gets too cold and water and ice get into the cracks that have formed over time. We know this issue matters to our residents, so it matters to us too. Potholes can be reported by visiting the
2: council website. Hello, this is Jane. Two extremely rare scripts from the beloved 90s sitcom Friends has been sold for thousands at a Hertfordshire auction after being found in a bin. Earlier this month, sale room Hanson Ross confirmed the scripts were sold after a flurry of international interest. The Friends' scripts were supposed to be destroyed by the cast and crew after filming, but one buyer has got their hands on scripts for The Rosses' Wedding, Part 1 and Part 2. After the filming of the two-part finale for the season four in 1998, the scripts should have been destroyed. Instead, they were found by chance at London's Fountain Studios in Wembley by a former staff member, who then kept them in her bedside drawer for 20 years. Hanson Ross set an estimate of £600 to £800 for the scripts, but that price was quickly blown out of the water. A total of 219 advance bids were registered from all across the world, including the USA, Germany, Spain, Australia, Ukraine, Dubai and Switzerland. An online bidder whose identity has not been revealed ended up paying £28,864 for the rare memorabilia. Amanda Butler, Head of Operations at Hanson Ross Royston, Hertfordshire said, I just can't believe the result and the impact this find has had. Bidders went crazy for these scripts. The global interest was phenomenal. We've all been flabbergasted, including the seller. She came to the room to watch the drama unfold and she was shell shocked. The interest and result underlines the fact that Friends is one of the biggest TV shows of all time. Friends remains one of the most streamed shows on Netflix and has endured endured since finishing in 2004. The seller, a 60-year-old retired Londoner said, I used to work in admin support at Fountain Studios. I never saw any of the Friends cast, but I remember it was madly busy. There was a real buzz about the place and I did my best to help. They needed a studio audience and I helped to distribute tickets to people who won a London radio station competition to watch Friends being filmed. Only recently I discovered a ticket in one of the scripts. I found them in a bin a couple of weeks after filming had finished. I wasn't sure what to do with them so I just put them in my office drawer. I left Fountain Studios in 1999 and when I came to clear my desk I just swept everything into a big cardboard box. I forgot the scripts were there, they were mixed up in a pile of paperwork. It wasn't until I checked through the box a few months later that I found them. They ended up in a bedside drawer and they've been there ever since. Funnily enough, I'm not a big Friends fan. I don't dislike the show, but I only recently watched the episodes I have the scripts for. They deserve to go to a big Friends fan, so this is a perfect ending.
0: County Council officials have drawn up a £1.5 million plan for a new campus for the county's increasing number of separated migrant children. Currently, the council is caring for 163 separated migrant children mostly over 16 years old. They are supported in placements across the county that include foster care and semi-independent residential settings. But now, County Council budget papers have revealed plans to develop a new campus for up to 60 separated migrant children, all aged 16 to 18. It could also be used by some young people leaving care in Hertfordshire and those who struggle to access mainstream provisions. As well as accommodation the campus would include classrooms, IT suites, sports facilities and community facilities with a range of other services on site. And budget budget documents say that it would bring all the essential elements of their care together into one place as well as cutting costs. According to the council's budget papers known as the integrated plan The number of separated migrant children being cared for in the County Council in Hertfordshire is increasing. The current figure is 163. It is reported to be 20% higher than in March 2023 and 60% higher than in March 2022. And says the County Council report, the £12 million funding received for their care is currently insufficient covering only costs of provision. However, estimates in the budget papers suggest the proposed campus, which would require £1.5 million investment, could cut annual costs by around £879,000. Commenting on the plan, a spokesman for Hertfordshire County Council told the local Democracy Reporting Service, In Hertfordshire we are striving to increase the numbers of care leavers and vulnerable children who are accessing education employment and training opportunities so that they can lead fulfilling lives and contribute to our community
1: this week in history january the 18th 1933 the bodyline bowling row flared up in an australian versus england test match in adelaide On this day last year, thousands of nurses across England went on strike as a bitter pay dispute with the government continued. January 19th, 1853, Verdi's Il Travatore was premiered in Rome. On this day last year, two in five GPs were facing verbal abuse every single day, a poll suggested. January 20th, 1993, William Jefferson Clinton was sworn in as the 42nd President of the United States. On this day last year, Netflix announced that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's explosive recent series was its second highest ranked documentary ever. January 21, 1991, Iraq threatened to use shot down Allied airmen as human shields against bomb attacks. On this day last year. Dozens of asylum-seeking children had been kidnapped by gangs from a Brighton hotel run by the Home Office, in a pattern apparently being repeated across the South Coast, an Observer investigation reported. January 22, 1927. January 2nd, 1927, the Football League game between Arsenal and Sheffield United was the first to be broadcast. On this day last year Beyonce took to the stage for her first headline concert since 2018 performing at a private hotel launch event in Dubai
2: astonished customers at a Hemel Hempstead supermarket did a double take last Monday when pop superstar Ronan Keating turned up to serenade them with his guitar the former boy's own frontman performed a mini-gig at the Tesco Extra and videos of him singing some of his best-known hits quickly went viral with one of the most shared clips featuring the choruses of Life is a Roller Coaster and When You Say Nothing At All as part of a 90-second medley. Shoppers express, expressed shock at seeing the singer and occasional one-show presenter in action while they collected their groceries. One joked on online platform X, not me doing my shopping and stumbling across Ronan Keating. Another social media user added, I wish this was my Tesco. The 46-year-old singer is visiting Tesco supermarkets across the country as part of a marketing campaign.
0: King's Langley Carnival has joined the roster of Guinness World Record holders after hosting The largest number of people, 435, dancing to the Gap Band's 1979 single Upside Your Head at last June's event. What a brilliant way to start 2024, said Carnival Chair Carol Chandler, after learning that the bid to claim the record has been accepted. It was a wonderful community event. All of those who took part or supported the attempt in any way should feel particularly proud, she said before adding, for the avoidance of doubt, we will not be attempting any more records this year.
1: Hospital update. Plans for building a new Watford General Hospital were reviewed during a visit by Victoria Atkins, Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. It was hosted by West Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust and included a tour of the control room, emergency department and virtual hospital. Commenting afterwards, Victoria Atkins said, I was delighted to meet staff at Watford General Hospital, working in, a high-tech, working in high-tech control rooms, monitoring every aspect of the care provided, as well as nurses working on virtual wards, which deliver the highest quality care to people digitally from the comfort of their own homes. The town will also benefit from a new hospital, so far backed by over £50 million in government funding, which will also help thousands of patients across the region. Early work is already underway to prepare the site ahead of construction due to start at the end of 2026, and doors will open open to patients at the end of the decade. Chief Redevelopment Officer Alex White said, a new Watford General Hospital is a priority to allow us to give patients the best possible care. We've seen some excellent progress in recent weeks and have a clear plan to progress site preparation through 2024
2: and 2025. Plans to increase council tax by 4.99% for the coming financial year have been proposed by Hertfordshire County Council overall spending on council services including education social services highways and public health is set to go up by 98 million to 1.1 billion pounds the proposals were presented on january the 15th to a meeting of the council's cabinet with a four-week scrutiny before the full council meets to set the budget on february the 13th during the debate executive member for sustainable economic growth Councillor Stephen Bolton stressed the overall increase in spending and highlighted the need for the increase in council tax in order to avoid cuts to services he said we know that council income is 71% met by council tax there is no magic money tree for us and yet the increase is only 2.99 percent with another 2% for adult social care not an easy decision in difficult times, but it's essential that we avoid significant cuts which could occur if we were not to see this increase in council tax.
0: Okay. Arriva has blamed issues passengers regularly experience on its route between St Albans and Hemel Hempstead on unpredictable nearby traffic. The Transport Company's 302 route has been criticised as unreliable and often overcrowded. Arriva has been accused of struggling to meet customer demand on the route, with the number of buses connecting the Hertfordshire town and city declining in recent years. Arriva announced in November plans to double the number of buses going between the areas by combining the 302 and the 721 routes to deliver four buses per hour along along this route but incidents of buses' notes showing at short notice have been reported to the Hemel Hempstead Gazette in 2024. One resident said, I use Arriva services in order to get to work. I rely on getting the number 4 bus at 6.56 in the morning to initially get me into Hemel Hempstead town centre. This bus runs once an hour whilst it's still early in the morning. Generally once or twice a week there'll be a morning where the bus doesn't arrive so I then have to arrange other travel to get to town, often paying for Ubers just to complete the first part of my journey. Once in town I then need to get on the 302 bus at 7.20 to get to my workplace in St Albans. Typically right from the off when this bus turns up there is already a big crowd of people waiting for it and when it gets cut it really has an effect. This bus fills up very fast, including all of the standing space, and most mornings can barely accommodate any any more people at subsequent stops. Arriva has acknowledged some of the difficulties customers face on the route, a spokesman said in response. There's been a number of engineering issues recently, which have affected the service we operate around Hemel Hempstead, and we're truly sorry for the issues that have been impacted, uh, that have been impacting our customers. The biggest challenge in the area is that there are extreme traffic congestion and it's often difficult to predict what road conditions will be like, especially when there are problems on the M1 and the M25. We've increased the amount of buses between Hemel Hempstead and St Albans and this was done in November 2023. We've doubled the amount of buses serving the two towns.
1: Police helicopter chase, Police deployed a helicopter in pursuit of a suspect in Hemel Hempstead who was driving a vehicle linked to a burglary in Aston Clinton. Police officers in Hertfordshire spotted a vehicle at around 12.30pm last Thursday, which was linked to a suspected theft in Bucks. Officers first identified the car in Kings Hill Way and pursued the vehicle after the driver refused to stop on Kings Road. It became involved in a collision with multiple other vehicles by Cutsfield Terrace. The driver fled the scene on foot and Hertfordshire Constabulary responded by deploying a helicopter to help with its search. The force has confirmed the driver, a 23-year-old man from Hemel hempstead was found and arrested. A 17-year-old boy was also arrested.
2: Two men were arrested within minutes of a Hemel Hempstead burglary thanks to fast acting police and residents. At around 7pm on Tuesday January the 2nd police received reports of a break-in in Grasmere Close. Officers were immediately sent to the scene. In the meantime a second call was made to police reporting unknown men who had been spotted in a nearby garden. The suspects were detained on Crossfell Road by officers and jewellery items were recovered and confirmed to belong to the victims of the burglary. Both appeared before Hatfield Magistrates Court on Thursday, January the 4th. Christopher Green, aged 41, of Victoria Terrace in London, has been charged with burglary and possession of a controlled class B drug, cannabis. Gerard Cash, aged 25, of Brackenfield Close in London, has been charged with burglary. They are next due to appear before Luton Crown Court on February the 5th.
0: Hertfordshire residents have lost more than £43,000 in three months to fake job scams. Hertfordshire Police said they've identified 15 victims across the county, including one Hemel Hempstead resident who was conned out of £6,500. The force said the fraudsters were targeting job seekers with fake job job opportunities on social media or via WhatsApp and text. They were asking for a payment to continue the fake application or for bank details to set up salary payments which were then used to access the victim's account. Police urged potential job applicants to be wary of messages with poor spelling and grammar and of any communications from personal email addresses. Fraud triage manager Julian Griffith said if you receive an exciting job opportunity sent directly to you via social media, you should proceed with caution, especially if you haven't been looking for a job.
1: The Malhamster Police last week released images of stolen items following a burglary that netted watches worth an estimated £24,000. The watches were taken in mid-December from an address on Greenacres. Investigating Detective Constable Samantha Pearson said, I am releasing these images in the hope that someone may have seen these items for sale under suspicious circumstances. People can report information online at hearts.police.uk forward slash report quoting crime reference 41 forward slash 99772 forward slash 23
2: Hertfordshire County Council has brought in a team of consultants under a £16 million project to improve efficiency and cut costs. Staffing, buildings and technology are all being scrutinised as part of the ongoing review which is highlighted in the Council's 2024-25 budget proposals. The work is expected to result in changes that will save £60 million a year from 2025-26 onwards, reducing staff numbers by an estimated 400. As part of the review, consultants are looking to identify duplication and to highlight any gaps at the Council, looking at whether departmental services like finance, communications and business support could be consolidated. They will also consider how technology could streamline processes and improve access to services as well as improving how the Council uses and responds to data. Deputy Chief Executive Scott Cruddington said the organisational resourcing review is being driven by the Council's financial position and a focus on protecting frontline services. And he told the Local Democracy Reporting Service Councillors are crystal clear we need to do everything in our powers before we start having to make cuts or reduce frontline services. In an earlier drive to reduce costs, the Council has already brought in a recruitment prioritisation policy, freezing recruitment to all but essential roles, and it has moved the vast majority of staff away from its landmark headquarters at County Hall in Hartford. But Mr Cruddington said that even after all this, and with further cost-cutting measures across the Council, there is still a sizeable gap that the Council needs to address. Budget proposals for 2024-25 rely on £46 million savings and the use of £30 million reserves and a £22 million budget gap has already been identified for 2025-26. Mr Cruddington says that although the council is not looking at compulsory redundancies, he cannot guarantee that there won't be any. I appreciate this is going to be upsetting for staff," he said. According to the budget proposals, ten million pound will be spent on the review in twenty four twenty five, with a further six million allocated in twenty five twenty six. Estimates suggest the resulting changes will result in eight million pounds worth of savings in twenty twenty four twenty five, increasing to sixteen million pounds a year from twenty. In the budget document known as the integrated plan, council officials say the latest review is is about much more than just cutting costs, suggesting it will make the council better for residents and staff, and they say it will enable the council to maintain focus on the delivery of services to residents in the long term embracing innovation removing frustrating processes to improve colleague experience and directing funds at the things that matter most to residents are all fundamental objectives of the program says the report
0: young people leaving the care system in Hertfordshire will be exempt from paying council tax if county council budget proposals are approved Currently people leaving care at 18 can find themselves living independently and learning how to juggle budgeting for rent, food and bills. But now the County Council is drawing up plans to ease their financial burden by exempting care leavers aged 18 to 21 from council tax. This move is being backed by the Council's Executive Member for Children, Young People and Families, Councillor Fiona Thompson. Hertfordshire care leavers are responsible for daily living costs that their peers would not be. That, sorry, their peers would not be and disadvantaged as a result, leading to increased need for support. She told a meeting of the council cabinet on the, January the fifteenth.
1: And now a selection of readers' letters um, to the Gazette and Express. On this occasion, all sent by email. Sent in by Ron Glatter. The West Hearts Hospital Trust started work on 1st April 2000. Before that, Watford, St Albans and Hemel hempstead Hospitals were run separately. At the time, we were told the change was purely an administrative matter and would have no bearing on service provision. In fact, in the nearly quarter century of its existence, the Trust has clung rigidly to the notion of a single a and and specialist hospital on the present Vicarage Road site in West Watford for the foreseeable future. In doing so, they have completely ignored the mounting evidence of the impracticality and high comparative cost of that solution and the many benefits to be gained from building on an accessible new site. They have also turned a blind eye to the strong majority view against their approach among the public in the area as a whole and, perhaps because of that, in recent years they have hardly engaged directly with the public at all. The Post Office Horizon Scandal shows how tenaciously a public body will stick to an unsustainable position and ignore or dismiss ever-growing contrary evidence. It also shows how politicians and national officials tend always to trust the judgement of an arms-length public body over that of a campaign group like the New Hospital Campaign, however strong their arguments and well-informed and experienced their membership. It is eight years since a credible assessment exercise was carried out. It was not commissioned by the Trust. There must now be a fully independent, entirely unbiased review of all alternative options. Linda Wilkinson, a tip for all of us not able to keep the heating on for long periods. Put on a fleece, scarf, fluffy one if possible, get your hot water bottle, put a fleece or any blanket around your legs while sitting, and it's surprising how you will warm up fast. This is part of my childhood. There were no duvets then, sheets and wool blankets only. Central heating was unheard of, a tin bath in front of the fire. It makes me wonder how young people today would get on. I was born during the Second World War, so I'm going back a long time. From Peter Gill, Esther Ranson has revealed that she has joined Swiss organisation Dignitas, which helps people have an assisted suicide. Good for her, a very sensible lady. So many times have you seen relatives and friends in an absolutely shocking situation. Watching your loved ones die and suffer in this way is really unacceptable. You should be able to decide if you want to to be put to sleep because you cannot imagine the pain and suffering day after day, night after night. It is always something that has stung a really poignant issue with me. I would gladly go to Dignitas, I just cannot understand why this medical and political system in this country denies you that choice.
2: The RSPCA has revealed that it has found new homes for more than 12,000 animals in a decade in Hertfordshire as the charity approaches its 200th birthday this year. The Animal Rescue Charity was founded in 1824 when its first members met in a coffee shop in London determined to change animals' lives, creating the then SPCA and sparking an animal welfare movement that spread around the world. Today, Hertfordshire is served by a team of RSPCA rescuers who save animals and investigate cruelty while also offering welfare advice and help to pet owners in need. The county is also home to the National RSPCA Southridge Animal Centre and two independent RSPCA branches. But at a time when animals are facing bigger challenges than ever with the cost of living crisis, neglect and abandonment is at a three-year high. Nationally in 2023 the RSPCA received 72 1050 reports of animal abandonment and neglect higher than in 2022, 21 and 20. Dermot Murphy RSPCA Inspectorate Commissioner said "We we have even more animals in need of help coming into our care but at the same time rehoming has been declining sharply meaning thousands fewer rescue pets are being adopted and our branches and centres are full to bursting. We are also faced with increased bills and less donations due to the cost of living crisis. But we are determined to rise to the challenge and help animals and pet owners who need us more than ever. That's why we are currently asking supporters to join the Winter Rescue by donating to help our rescue teams reach the thousands of animals who desperately need them.
0: Foxmore Trust black and white belted galloway cattle will be receiving visitors on the morning of February the 24th in their winter home the cattle barns in Howes Retreat visitors to the event bookable via the trust website will be able to see all the cows up close including the herd's newest additions they will also learn about the important role the animals play in the management of the trust estate organizers said a total of 75 spaces are available with suggested donations of 5 pound per adult and 2 pound 50 per child.
1: Now we come to the information slot. This is includes obituaries, what's on and more news items. First some local sports news. World record. A Berkhamsted mum has broken a world athletics record. Zoe Doyle alongside teammates Kirsty Booth Maria Shaw and Nikki Sturzucker broke the W45 age group 4 x 800 meter indoor relay record by 37 seconds on December 29th. Beating the previous record of 10 minutes and 12 seconds held by a Spanish team, the mum of three and her teammates set the record during the British Masters Run, Jump and Throw open meeting at the English Institute for Sport indoor area in Sheffield. Zoe began her journey as a competitive middle-distance track athlete in 2015. Having already been crowned European W45 champion in the 800 metres and the 1500 metres, the record topped off an incredible year for Zoe, who trains at her local centre, Berkhamsted Leisure Centre. She said, My sporting career began when I was diagnosed with autoimmune hepatitis type 2, a very rare chronic disease which causes my body's immune system to attack my liver cells after my first child, which focused my attention on my health and well being so I could be the best mum possible. Following the birth of my third child, I started competing to get my fitness back. I started attending an adult swim course at Berkhamsted Leisure Centre and entered a triathlon in St Albans, which I won. However, after a near fatal car accident during a road race, I was more determined than ever to continue on my journey and decided to join a running club to be able to compete safely. It was at this point that Zoe joined Belgrave Harriers, a London based running club, where she became part of the very successful ladies team, which after being ranked number one in the UK for 800 metres and 1500 metres, led her to start competing on the track internationally in 2015. Receiving support from Berkhamsted Leisure Centre was a real confidence boost as I knew I had the support of my local centre even at the age of 35 and with three children. I've been able to achieve my sporting dreams of being a world record holder, world champion, European champion, British record holder and, almost 10 years later, I am still achieving personal bests and getting faster. I see the centre as a supportive friend who has been a constant through my journey. It has seen me through my injuries and helped me to get to peak fitness. The staff are always so kind and supportive, and the energy and atmosphere in the gym is inspiring. It's been a cornerstone in helping me to achieve this world record.
2: Fencing staff. Decorum fencer Raya Farnham has been selected to represent Great Britain at the Cadet and Junior European Championship 2024, being held in Naples, Italy in February. Her fencing season has seen her compete in under-17 events in the UK, Hungary, Austria, France, Denmark and Slovakia. In Naples, Raya will be competing in both the individual competition and the team event with her GB teammates. After the European Championships, she hopes to be selected for the World Championships being held in Saudi Arabia in April. Raya is coached by Leos Vasakas at the Corum Fencing Club. The club trains at the Everyone Active Hemel Hempstead Leisure Centre with beginners classes from 6-7pm till on Tuesdays. To find out more, visit decorumfencing.co.uk
0: And now some football news. Hemel Hempstead Town moved to within a point of the playoff places on Saturday with a 2-0 home win over Tunbridge Angels. Josh Hill headed home the opening goal early in the second half before debutant Michael Filovi netted the second seven minutes later to seal all three points. This made it four wins out of five for Brad Quinton's team, who now prepare for, an argu- for arguably their toughest test yet as they go to Yeovil Town on Saturday, who currently lead the table <coughs> excuse me, by 13 points from Worthing and have a game in hand. They have won their last four in a row and look hot favourites for a return to the National League's top flight. Hemel will then host Farnborough Town next Tuesday night. But Hampstead fell to a narrow 1-0 defeat at home to SPL Premier Central leaders Mickleover on Saturday. Chris Devane's men have begun, to, 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 sorry, begun 2024 with two defeats and go to Troubled Nuneaton on Sunday. And For a reminder of those interested in sports news, on Saturday afternoon, Three Counties Radio broadcasts on FM 103.8, Hearts Radio on FM 97.6, and Talk Sport on medium wave 1089.
1: And now what's on? The David Evans Court Theatre at Pendley in Tring, the little shop of horrors. Tuesday 23rd to Saturday 27th of January. Check availability at
2: courttheatre.co.uk. The Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead. Screaming Blue Murder Comedy Club, Monday the 22nd of January, 8pm, <clears throat> tickets 10 pounds. Scrapper, 12a, Tuesday the 23rd of January, tickets 5 pounds. Georgie, a 12-year-old girl living by herself after the death of her mother, finds her secretive life knocked off kilter when her estranged father, Jason, turns up from his life in Ibiza and forces her to confront reality. The film premiered at the 2023 Sundance Film Festival, where it won the Grand Jury Prize for the World Cinema Dramatic Competition. Off the Curb, present Russell Kane hyperactive. This is on Wednesday the 24th of January at 8pm. Check availability. Whirlwind, Fitbit breaking comedian, presenter, actor and author, Russell Kane is out on the road again, setting it on fire with his, with his unique recipe of sharp wit and what The man on Sunday described as a storming physical comedy. For more information, go to oldtownhall.co.uk or call 228091
0: okay and Watford Palace Theatre have got uh, a range of things coming up uh, soon the Royal Opera House Rosalka on Wednesday the 24th of January at 6.45 tickets from £15.50 this is a recorded film screening of a live performance Dvorak's lyric fairy tale features Rosalka, a a water spirit who lives with her family in the pure waters of the Forest Lake. It's sung in Czech with English subtitles. The National Theatre live Dear England on Thursday the 25th of January 7pm. Tickets from 1550. This is recorded film screening of a live performance of a new play by James Graham directed by Rupert Gould. Joseph finds The Handmaid's Tale plays Gareth Southgate in James Graham's Sherwood Gripping Examination of Nation and Game. Frozen sing along on Saturday, the 27th of January, 11am, tickets from £10. Walt Disney Animation Studios' Tangled Wreck It Ralph presents the sing along version of Frozen. A stunning big screen comedy adventure inspired by Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen. For more information go to watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk or call 01923 225 671.
1: The Fishery Wharf Cafe, Boxmoor Canal Side. It's holding an open mic night on Monday 22nd of January, entry free held on the second and fourth Monday of each month the open mic night for musicians is held in a cosy indoor snug room and is hosted by Shane Lamont stereo naked and rain of animals is a double bill Saturday 27th January and tickets are 15 pounds doors bar and food from 6 p.m. for an 8 p.m. start for more information at Fishery Wharf Cafe, or one word,
2: uk. screening at Cineworld, Hemel Hempstead, from Monday, January the 22nd, until Sunday, January the 28th. Films include, Secret Screening 2, Drama, The End We Start From, Drama, The Holdovers, Comedy, Mean Girls, 2024, Comedy, Poor Things, Drama, The Beekeeper, Action, The Boys in the Boat, Drama, Night Swim, Horror, One Life, Drama, Anyone But You, Comedy, The Boy and the Heron, Dubbed, Animation, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Action. Wonka, Comedy. Wish, Action, Animation. Oppenheimer, Drama. The Color Purple, 2024, Drama. Ferrari, Drama. Priscilla, Drama. All popular films are provided to Cineworld with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking.
0: And the Rex Cinema this coming week are showing on Monday the 22nd of January, Fallen Leaves, a drama. Tuesday the 23rd of January, Saltburn, a black comedy. Wednesday the 24th of January, Oppenheimer. Thursday the 25th of January, The Great Escaper. Friday the 26th of January, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And Saturday the 27th of January, Wish. Tickets and times, um, prices at the therexburghamstead dot or telephone eight triple seven, 7, 7 five nine.
1: And now some further news items. Compassionate Cafe, Rennie Grove Peace Hospice Care has launched a Compassionate Cafe in Wigging, Wiginton. The cafe will run on the first Wednesday of the month, from one thirty to three pm. And provides a space for local people who have been affected by bereavement or any kind of loss to meet others by coming together for a cuppa and a chat. Each session is run by volunteers who are on hand to welcome and speak to attendees, which will have an informal structure guided by the needs of the people attending. The hospice charity is working in partnership with Wiginton Community Shop and Cafe and their volunteers have been trained by the hospice to help provide a welcoming space
2: laser quest dubbed Hertfordshire's most exciting family experience a new laser tag arena is to open in Hemel Hempstead after a four-year absence the laser quest game site will be located opposite the Marlowe shopping centre and launch on February the 16th the closure of Quasar back in 2020 has left a real gap for an attraction of this kind and my team and I are really pleased to be bringing a laser tag experience back to the town, said owner Jan Motterfram. Local families have told us how much they loved Quasar and Laser Quest is the most recent and most immersive laser tag experience in the UK so we are confident that our new attraction will be welcomed. Suitable for all ages, with a minimum height requirement for players of 1.2 metres, the game promises pulse-pounding action, special effects, music and dazzling lights within a world of galactic-themed labyrinths, catwalks and mazes. It really does feel like you are stepping into a video game. It feels that real," added Motta
0: Charging Points the first of a new batch of electric vehicle charging points for Decorum are up and running in Tring, with many more to follow across the borough. A range of different EVCPs from fast to ultra-rapid are on the way at many other sites in Decorum, with installation starting soon and information will be released by the council on when these, when these will be available. Tring's points are at the Forge car park with Frogmore Street East car park to follow. The Corenborough Council was awarded £415,360 by the Office of Zero Emissions Vehicles with support of the Energy Saving Trust for additional charging points to be fitted in public car parks.
1: Parking Fee Plans to force all visitors to Kings Langley to pay a flat fee of two pounds to park along its high street will be put to a public consultation scheduled for February. It is feared that the move proposed by the new Liberal Democrat administration, with a maximum stay of two hours with no return within two hours, will impact local businesses. One resident who did not wish to be named said, I often pop into the village for emergency groceries, post a letter or to drop something at the charity shop, but I live too far to walk when I'm in a hurry. There's no way I'll do that if I have to pay £2 for the privilege." Another, ste- another said, "...I understand that this is something that's being rolled out across several other towns across Decorum, but I don't think one-size-fits-all approach is necessarily right. The two car parks in our village are already at capacity, and this will absolutely not help the situation. Businesses have had to deal with rent rises recently. And so are already on the back foot there anything which risks reducing custom could be
2: catastrophic here are this week's obituaries in the gazette colin raymond edward backhouse sadly passed away on friday the 29th of december 2023 aged 63 years old her beloved husband brother as well as daddy and granddad who would be greatly missed the funeral would be held at 10.30 on Monday, the 22nd of January, at Hempstead Crematorium. John Kermode John Edward Kermode died on the 30th of December, 2023, aged 84. He would be greatly missed by his loving family and many friends and colleagues. The funeral would be held at Chilton's Crematorium, Hampden Chapel at 11am on Thursday, the 25th of January. Inquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalf. Pascal D'Urso, twenty fourth of November, nineteen thirty three, to the fourteenth of December, twenty twenty three. It is with great sadness that the family of Pascal announces passing, beloved husband of the late Antonia, and father of Valentina, Michael, Paula, Cristiano, and Giulgi. Nonno to Joshua, Michael, Daniel, Louis, and Milo. Pascal arrived in England from Italy in 1958, bringing his skills in hairdressing. He quickly established his own business, which was a mainstay in Watford for over half a century. He was a true pioneer of his time, and a remarkable man who blessed the lives of everyone fortunate enough to have known him. Rest in peace, dad, our love forever. The funeral will be held on Friday the 26th of January, 11am, Holyrood Catholic Church, Market Street, Watford. Family floral tributes only and any desired donations in lieu of flowers to the Rennie Grove Hospice Care via In Loving Memory of Pascal D'Urso, memorygiving.com all inquiries to A and C Tadman Funeral Directors, Hemel Hempstead. Alan Roberts sadly passed away on the 19th of December 2023, aged 67. Alan will be greatly missed by all his family and friends especially his loving wife Sean, sons Aaron and Declan and twin sister Wendy. We will be celebrating Alan's life at 3.30 on Monday, the 22nd of January at Hemel Hempstead Crematorium. Alan was a great sports fan and anyone attending is welcome to wear their favorite team colors or other bright clothing. No flowers please, but donations welcome to the British Heart Foundation or Royal Brompton and Harefield Hospitals via memorygiving.com forward slash in loving memory of Alan Roberts. All inquiries to A and C Tadman. John William Rotheroe, dearly loved father of Abigail and Dominic, grandfather to Emma and Jonah, passed peacefully away at home on the 5th of January aged 88. The funeral service will take place at St. Mary's Church Puttenham on Wednesday the 31st of January at 11am followed by a private committal, family flowers only please all inquiries to heritage and sons at Tring. Peter Penny died 21st of December 2023 aged 66. Peter was the youngest son of Bill and Mary Penny and much-loved brother of Maggie, Lydia, Rose and Mick. The funeral service is to be held on the 26th of January at Salvation Army Waterhouse Street, Tamil Hempstead at 11.30 followed by the burial at Woodwell Cemetery. All welcome to attend the service. No dress code. Flowers if desired to be sent or taken to Co-op Funeral Services Wood Lane End, Hemel Hempstead. Donations in memory of Peter to be made to Hemel Hempstead Salvation Army. Peter's happy smile will be missed by all who knew him. May they all rest in peace.
0: Hate Crimes New figures show a sharp increase in anti-Semitic hate crimes in Hertfordshire the weeks following the outbreak of the Hamas-Israeli conflict last year. Figures obtained by the PA news agency from Freedom Information requests sent to UK forces show 17 anti-Semitic hate crimes were recorded by Hertfordshire Constabulary between October the 7th and November the 7th. This was up from 6 in the same period the year before. Meanwhile, three Islamophobic hate crimes were recorded by police in Hertfordshire in this month following Hamas's attack, up from two the year before. The Community Security Trust said the figures made clear the extent of unacceptable rise in anti-Jewish hatred across the country since the Hamas terror attacks on October the 7th.
1: Library facelift. King's Langley Community Library is set to close for at least eight weeks from the end of January in order to replace its leaking roof with a contingency of further four weeks if poor weather or access to materials close down the work. Caroline Brankin, Chairman of King's Langley Community Library Volunteer Committee said Although we are disappointed we won't be able to provide our usual services, we are also excited that our annual problems with leaks will finally end.
2: A berkhamsted based travel agent has been named an expert in sustainable travel. Ashley Quint was selected by TTG Media and the TTG. TTG Sustainable Travel Heroes to be one of 20 travel agents in the inaugural TTG Sustainable Travel Ambassadors program in 2023. The four-month program has seen participants attend a series of workshops to learn about the principles of sustainability and the choices they can encourage clients to make in order to make a difference. Travel Time World Director Quint said Travelling responsibly is more than just carbon offsetting, but re-engineering what a holiday can be. It's about making a positive contribution to where we travel, either by committing to reduce our carbon footprint, supporting local communities or immersing yourself in the local culture.
1: And finally, Walkers on Boxmoor Trustland may notice some new members of the team in the coming months. Five rare breed goats have been purchased by the Trust to aid invasive scrub control across the estate, in particular at the Bovingdon Brickworks site. They are old English goats and are bucket-trained weathers, that is, gelded billy goats. They will be a great addition to the Trust's conservation grazing livestock. Please remember to keep your dogs on a lead at all times near livestock, and to regularly check the stock map via the website to check where all the animals are on the estate via boxmoretrust.org.uk
0: We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 07.57 and 16.28. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website at dtnhemel.org.uk soon after the recording each Thursday evening. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill, followed by play decorum talking newspaper. For those who are listening on a memory stick, the amenities and services information follow after the final music. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up firmly and turn the label over before posting it back. Thanks for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor, and from Gary, who was your technician this week.